his hat on the just like Saint Nick. <laughs> Santa, what's Christmas really about? Vengeance! Er, I mean, presents. You're as cuddly as a cactus, and as charming as an eel. If I bump the loathing to nine, I could still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. But what would I wear? Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to 12 Days Pot. I'm Kara Zalaya, and I'm joined here with my co-host, boyfriend, partner, the person who steers our tandem bicycle, Dan Takaki. What up, what up? What up? If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast. One that is so seasonal that it is only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. Yep. We love Christmas, and what you're here for is us having a good time talking about Christmas movies. So let's kick it off, dear Daniel. What are we talking about today? This week we are talking about our 2000 classic, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey, directed by Ron Howard. Oh, good old Ronnie. Yeah, so for those of you who haven't seen this movie from 18 years ago, and also is a classic Christmas book, and also was an animated movie, and also was another animated movie, there's been a lot of iterations of this movie. But basically what this movie is about is the titular Grinch, who lives up on a mountain outside of Whoville, and who... Inside of a snowflake. Inside of a snowflake, yes. This is a microscopic town. Very small. Um, but there's a town called Whoville where Who's live. And all they do is they live their lives revolving around Christmas. Yes. The center focal point of this movie is a young girl named Cindy Lou Who. Who's, the alleged center point of this movie. Well, yeah. We'll get into it. The vessel for whom this to- story is told through. <laughs> The Who's are all vessels in, in this essay. In this essay we're going to talk about how the Who's are all vessels for spirits, for those who aren't understanding mm, what I'm mm, saying. Mm, mm, mm. But yeah, Cindy Lou Who is trying to figure out what the true meaning of Christmas is. And everybody's like, it's presents and getting things and Christmas lights. Yeah, correct. She's like, I don't know about that. And she asks her dad, who's a mail sorter or a mailman. He's like, yeah, it's about presents. And she's like, I don't buy it. And so she hears about this creature that lives up on a mountain named the Grinch. And she goes to investigate the Grinch. Yeah. She learns all about the Grinch, learns that he doesn't love Christmas. This is all the Ron Howard version, by the way. This is not necessarily how the book goes because in the book cindy lou who is not the cindy lou who's like in it for like a a, A second a second yeah Yeah. then it cuts over to jim carrey the grinch who is you know we'll get into we'll get into his performance in a little bit (laughs) just doing a quick recap here you guys know what this movie's about the grinch hates christmas he's a big green monster heart two sizes too small you know he's got he's got a dog named max he grows up in this town hates it runs away lives on this mountain eventually comes back and is like i'm gonna steal christmas because y'all tried to start shit with me again, and I'm just trying to live in my mountain alone, but you couldn't leave me alone for a little bit. And so I will he- say, <laughs> yes. for this recap, I think that it's important to note that the point, I think, of Dr. Seuss's The Grinch Stole Christmas, the book, is to be like an anti-consumerism family, that kind of thing. Is yeah, the point, of, the point the of Christmas is family and love. and Right, spending time together. Spending time together and, and that, enjoying That company. good Christmas feeling. This movie is not... <laughs> well, it's not not that i mean it's not it's the grinch being like i am going to get revenge on my town in the book we don't have all this like backstory the grinch goes on some rants about capitalism like very like deadpan to the camera he breaks the fourth wall a lot in this movie and just says 
stuff like that to the camera. He's like, yeah, capitalism. Pretty bad, right? <laughs> anyway, he goes, steals Christmas, and then eventually he feels bad because Cindy Lou Who comes to see him because he hears all the people singing in the town because they're like, oh, we don't need presents. We can just sing and be happy anyway. And he's like, what? My plan. Oh, no. They don't even care about this stuff. And so he feels bad, and then they go back with all the presents. <laughs> <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> it's like, this is a bad movie, guys. His heart grows his three sizes too big. He and... can't steal Christmas because Christmas is the Christmas feeling. And then we're not going to get into all of the random details in this recap. I'm honestly shocked. I didn't plan this recap. I'm just kind of doing this off the dome. And I'm shocked I even went into so much as what I did. It's you cause... guys know what this movie's about. There's too much happening in There's this movie. There's so much happening in this movie. There's a lot happening in this movie. Um, so why don't we talk about our relationship with this movie? You can talk about your relationship with the director of this movie. With Ronnie? I don't have much of a relationship with with this movie when we were first discussing what movies we would watch for this pod the Grinch was like one that I think you said pretty off the cuff really quickly because you're like yeah this is like a quintessential Christmas movie and I'm like the Jim Carrey one I wasn't hung up on it being the Jim Carrey one I just thought we should cover it the original animated one is like 10 minutes yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that's the fair. new the new one neither of us had seen yeah that's fair I, I went to go see this movie in theaters and I didn't like it as a 10 year old I was like that was bad I don't care for this how However, Ron Howard is a whole other situation. Me and my former roommate, Mackie, we used to throw a lot of parties in New York. People who know us know all about this because it's genuinely all we talk about. And we needed a party to plan, a themed party to plan for the month of March because there was a gap in our party programming. And so I was like, we should have a party, a living tribute, a cavalcade of stars over someone who maybe... No one would ever think to throw a themed party of. And Mackie and all her brilliance was like, what about Ron Howard? So every other year at this point, we celebrate Ron's birthday. I think the first one was called an ode to Ron Howard, a cavalcade of stars. The second one was called Ron Howard 2, Two Angels, Two Demons, which you were at. I was. I and went to it. you have to dress up as a character in a Ron Howard movie. We have our friend Michael, who is a ginger, blow out the candles as Ron Howard. I get a sheet cake that has Ron Howard's face on it. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's, it's a, a great Production value. It's a great bit. <laughs> I just absolutely love Ron Howard. Originally ironically, now fully unironically. Ron Howard is great. He's he's he, perfectly nice. He directs this movie, you know, and he does does what he can. He, you know, I have some fun facts for later. He was not originally going to direct this movie. Oh. The rights to this movie was a whole ordeal. We'll get into it. But he wasn't he wasn't super keen on doing it at first, and then eventually, once he like kind of hammered down on it being cent- centered around Cindy Lou Who, that's when he was like, sure, let's do it that way. Wait, that's a different take on it. <laughs> what has your relationship been with with the Grinch? Was so, it bits and bobbles? Was it laughs? I, Early two thousands feeling? Yeah, you know, growing up, I I like Jim Carrey a lot. I still like Jim Carrey. I know you have your you take issue with Jim Carrey on a lot of things. I don't have as strong a stance on it. I like Jim Carrey. I like The Mask. I like The Truman Show. I like Ace Ventura. I'm a straight boy. What do you expect? <laughs> so like, this was like pretty on par for like all of the Jim Carrey the Jim Carrey experience. And I, growing up, I really liked this movie. Like, I, I would, <laughs> really. I enjoyed this movie as a Christmas movie. You sure. know, it was, yeah. you watch it once a holiday season amongst the, like, dozens of other holiday sure. movies you watch. And it was like, yeah, okay, it's time to watch The Grinch. Watching it back now, <laughs> guys, <laughs> this is a bad movie. We don't take a lot of really, like, hard stances about movies being bad because we think all movies are 
terrifying. I did come into our watching experience hot and heavy being like, I hate this movie. Also, I don't care for Jim Carrey. I know this is controversial, so I'm not gonna like super harp on this because I don't want everyone to stop listening. But I just, I find Jim Carrey exhausting. And in this production, it's just so much more because he's under like 18 pounds on his face alone of really good makeup, but that I can only imagine was exhausting and horrifying. And so he must have just been slogging through and overacting his ass off. And in my research for this episode, you know, it seems like after a while, he this like six hours a day of putting makeup on kind of got to him. Yeah. You know, as it as it would anyone. He's he's really going for it in this. I'll say that. <laughs> but why don't we go into some like rewrites, hot takes, and notes, kind of flesh out what this this is all about. Do you have any do you have any good things for us there, Kara? Yeah. I'm gonna start with the positives because it is a short list. Okay. I think the last twenty minutes of this almost two hour movie are fine. Yeah, well so the last twenty minutes of this movie are the book, How the Grinch Stole yes, Christmas. It the Grinch steals Christmas. It, and then he like has like a come to Jesus moment of being like, Oh. I know every week I come on here and I tell you guys about how like all movies should be 90 minutes long. This movie should be 20 minutes long and it's the last 20 minutes. Yeah, I agree because it is a good movie when it's 20 minutes long because it's animated already. I, that, I don't have any issues with this. This movie's it's ridiculous. There's like a five minute scene where the Grinch is like at this like Christmas parade. God, yes. Like they're force feeding like custard in there's his like, face. There's like shoving fudge and custard it's and so brownies graphic. and it's really graphic and really gross and, and like horrifying, disturbing. Yeah, and it's like I would as a human hate this and as like an actor playing in this role yeah. would also hate this yeah. and it's just like it, it does read like a horror movie and i think that like a lot part of, of part ahead. of the reason why it reads as a horror movie which i'm gonna let you go off about is the camera work in this movie oh my god yes so i literally 20 minutes into this movie turned to dan and i was like why is the camera always like 45, 90, like just totally 90 degree angle. And then like sometimes spins. This movie is legitimately nauseating. And I I saw it in theaters and I don't know how I didn't notice this then, but the camera work. You were 10. Well, yeah, but I was me. Like (laughs) the camera work is so weird. You know, when you take a selfie and it's like, unfortunately at this horrible angle where you have like a double chin and like, it's just unflattering. Or when you like turn your camera and it, the camera is facing you when you meant to just shoot something else. That's this entire movie. It feels like it was just shot in the most unflattering angle. It's heinous and it's actually nauseating. The like, lighting is also terrible in this movie. Yes. What is it's going on? very dark for a Christmas movie. Yeah, there's no warm lighting until you get inside the Who's houses. Yeah. And, and even then... It's like everything is like tinted with a red or a green light to make sure you know it's a Christmas movie. But also it's a puke shade. Yeah. Well, it's like if you were to mix red and green, which makes brown. It's It's heinous. Also, it's never made clear to me if the Grinch is human or a who, whatever species the who's might be. Because they all have like pig snouts. So jury's out. But there's like a love interest for the Grinch. And I don't know what species the Grinch is. Also, there are no other Grinches 
it's just the Grinch? Is he like Superman where it's like an alien? Yeah, I think that was the point they were trying to make with the with the with the baskets being carried by the stork. He was he was dropped oh, okay. while being carried by a stiff this is breeze. So absurd. This is so and absurd. lands in a tree instead of on somebody's porch. So I think he was supposed to go somewhere else and just got different snowflake. Everything that they added or made up for this movie was bad. I admire the idea of centering it around Cindy Lou Who, but maybe make any other female characters. I don't think this movie passes the Bechdel test. I don't think at any point that Cindy Lou Who talked to another woman about anything that's not the Grinch. It's not about her. We spent 30 minutes at least just watching montages of the Grinch being yucky. Because we're supposed to to be told that he's gruesome. And then another 30 minutes of the Who's being yucky to the Grinch. Where's Cindy Lou? Nowhere to be found. I don't buy that this is supposed to be told from her perspective. It's told from two perspectives, I guess, which is the, the confusing part of this movie. You get insight into the Grinch from the Grinch. And you get insight to the Grinch from Cindy Lou Who. I think everyone has memified this movie. Because everyone like loves to just be like self-pitying on the internet and be like, oh, yes i'm just like the grinch I, I i have plans and i can't like postpone having dinner by myself or whatever this movie's bad and the grinch sucks and so you found some good uh reviews to kind of back us up on this right yeah i mean i went to the og roger ebert r.i.p who said <laughs> just the meanest thing i think you can say in a review the way only roger ebert could the grinch is played by jim carrey who works as hard as an actor has ever worked in a movie too small a veil <laughs> it's so savage rough. it's so mean he leaps he tumbles he contorts he sneers he grimaces he taunts he flies through the air and tunnels through the garbage mountain he gets stuck in chimneys and blown up in explosions and all the time he's not jim carrey <laughs> Yeah, he's got sort of a like a wily coyote aspect to him. So... That's not that doesn't work. None of it works. None of it works. I also like this thing too, which I mentioned about the pig snouts. The film seems shot through a subtle filter that just slightly blurs everything. <laughs> and the result is not cheerful. All of the characters, as I have mentioned, have noses that look like atrophied upturned pig snouts, which is nice if you like atrophied upturned pig snouts, but not if you don't. <laughs> He's at me all your concerns at upturned pig snouts. There's a lot. There's Do a you lot. have any rewrites? Do I have any rewrites? There's no part of this movie that needs to be rewritten because the movie was rewritten <laughs> as a shortened movie that came out. I don't, I don't, I didn't look up when, but like, I don't know, probably the 80s, yeah, the 90s. Time ago. It's already been done fine. I guess the Benedict Cumberbatch version in 2018 that came out, people saw. I'll get into that. In well, a- yeah. Why don't you get into the trivia facts? Because I was shocked to learn how much money this movie made. The Grinch, when it came out in 2000, was the sixth highest grossing movie of 2000, and it had the highest opening weekend of any Christmas movie passing Home Alone. Wow. Um, And it stayed as the highest grossing Christmas movie weekend of all time until 2018, when it was passed by... The Grinch. The Grinch. (laughs) Again. Benedict Cumberbatch did an animated version of The Grinch, which we have not seen. No, we haven't. Um, I Why? don't know if it's good. Does 
Benedict Cumberbatch, does that fall into the clause with Dr. Seuss? For those of you not in the know, I don't I, I don't know how you would have missed this one. It's- Common knowledge. But um, when Dr. Seuss died, Dr. Seuss would not give the rights to any of the books he wrote for to be made into movies until his wife eventually said, okay, we can make The Grinch, but here are my stipulations. Number one, the director has to have made a movie that has grossed over a million dollars, which not a very high bar, really, contrasted with the fact that she made specific actor demands for The Grinch. In a letter, she said, The Grinch needed to be played by an actor comparable to the stature of Jack Nicholson, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, or Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) Yeah, you know that classic tr- that classic quartet of Jack Nicholson, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, and Dustin Hoffman, the Rain Can Man you himself. Imagine the Grinch starring Jack Nicholson. So Jack Nicholson was heavily considered for the role. Considered, al- so Jack went after it along with Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we could have had we could have had some interesting things. I'm surprised. Even though he was the cat in the hat, Mike Myers was not also up for this role. The only movie worse than The Grinch is The Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers. I The Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers may be my least favorite movie of all. I know this is not about this, but it's so bad. It might be the scariest movie of all time also. It's so but not to be not to be undone by all of our hate. This movie did win an Oscar for best makeup and hairstyling. Yeah, which it's you know, yeah, it makes sense. There was a lot of makeup and hairstyling. Also, in this like, movie. It, what was two thousand? That was not. Was that a good film year? I don't think so. The only thing that I saw was that Jim Carrey lost a Golden Globe to George Clooney in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh, which is a good movie. Oh, it's a good movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, I want to talk about Taylor Momsen for a second. Taylor oh, Momsen okay. is the actress who played Cindy Lou Who, who is the little blonde girl who is kind of the like starlight of this movie she wasn't very good in the movie if i remember correctly she was not there i know (laughs) you know like you center a movie around a cute blonde kid like all these christmas movies do again the bar has been set macaulay culkin came to play and no one no one thus far that i've seen in these christmas films has gotten anywhere near to that star power except maybe henry golding We're not there yet. We're not there yet. But yeah, so Taylor Momsen, this was her first movie, and you know. That's good. It's a a big first movie to get. She also had a small role on Gossip Girl for a few years. Good for her. Yeah, but her main thing that she does is she is in a band called The Pretty Reckless, which is... Hell yeah. Some sort of like alt rock grunge. Oh God! Grunge thank goodness! Band. I thought you were going to say they were a Christian band. I got no, 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 so no. scared. This is definitely not a Christian band, from what I can tell. Good for um, her. All right. So for this next segment, normally we have you know a few more hot takes and bits on this, but you guys kind of know where we stand on this movie. We just didn't like it, guys. And instead of just made that's no fun. That's, that's no, no fun. fun. So we're gonna make a game out of it, and yeah. so we're gonna introduce some classifying of where we think the Grinch stands in terms of his Harry Potter house and uh, what a zodiac sign. The way we're going to do this is that Kara and I are for each category. We're going to count down three, two, one. We don't know what the other person thinks. And we are going to be classifying specifically Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So why don't we start with the... The sorting hat. Let's do it. We are the sorting hat sorting The Grinch right now. Right. Ready? Three, three two, two, one. one. Slytherin. Hufflepuff. Okay. Ravenclaw. Sorry, you said two houses, <laughs> Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. So go- I changed my mind on my second thought that it's a Ravenclaw. Okay, so he's Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah, he's Ravenclaw. Okay, yeah. go for it. Why is he Ravenclaw? Because he is ostracized. He's not that interesting. 
I think that if the Grinch was at Hogwarts, like if he was really like going through the ceremony, I couldn't see him hanging out in any other house except Ravenclaw House. I think that he would like want the riddle. I think he would wear blue. I think that he would just be among Cho Chang and Luna Lovegood. Ravenclaw's characteristics are about wisdom and knowledge. And I just see Ravenclaw House as having very like a little bit being better than it all energy because they are too smart that very specific being right arrogance which i feel like the grinch has like the grinch i don't think thinks he's better than everyone else or i don't think he thinks that at all but i think that his like air of wanting to resist being around people is not because he thinks he's of a better class or because he thinks he's brave or because he thinks he's good i think it comes from an innate belief that he thinks he's right and smart you know, I don't have like a strong arguments against, against it, it yeah, you know? Yeah. I think my argument for Slytherin, let me just say, it's not because he's the villain, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's multitudes to Slytherin's There's team. nuance Come to Slytherin. On. First off, green. <laughs> <laughs> he would not Sorry, be wearing blue. Are you kidding me? Okay, it would kind of clash. I see what you mean. He'd either be wearing green or red. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I considered Gryffindor for him. What? I know. It's it's not important. I chose Slytherin. And I I, for, I considered it for a millisecond, but it's okay, okay. primarily for the red. That's like how I considered Hufflepuff for a second because I just, he's like homey. Yeah. No, 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 no. So here's why I think Slytherin is for him. Uh-huh. The way he's portrayed in this movie is, the, you're focusing on the like loner aspect yeah. of him. I am pegging him as the revenge type. Oh. Because... There is a line in this movie where he says, what's your favorite part about Christmas? And he yells, vengeance. Yeah, yeah, that's very Slytherin. And so his whole plan, concocting up on stealing Christmas, is very, yeah. you know, petty and clever. And yeah. the way he does it is, you know. And ambitious. Like, and that's ambitious. no small feat. Yeah. And, like, that is a good Slytherin trait is the right. ambition. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. can see he's that. He's clever and he's cunning and he's. I could see the Grinch hanging out with Lin-Manuel Miranda, self-described Slytherin. Slytherin. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't try to not fit in. You know, there's times where he, like, goes down to the thing and he's like, all right, let's see what this is all about. Like, let's try and, like, do it. And everybody, like, ostracizes him because he is a Slytherin. Yeah. You know, there are less people ostracizing people for being a Ravenclaw than there are people than being a Slytherin Slytherin, because he's got that connotation of being a Slytherin. Wow. Slytherin rights. Who knew? Who knew? You you fell in that camp. I don't disagree. Yeah, so I think I think I think that's where I landed with it. Whereas you you I think you came from from front half of the movie. I went yeah. with more of the latter half of the movie. Yeah. He comes up with this this plan to steal Christmas and executes it and does it. I think I would sort Dr. Seuss's Grinch into Slytherin. Sure. But I think Jim Carrey is too sloppy to be a Slytherin. And I think that brings us to horoscopes. Full disclosure, Dan had to look up the character traits of the horoscopes. I am a Scorpio. and A November Scorpio. Much like a lot of sports teams that I follow, I really only care about my own. (laughs) Go Bulls, go White Sox. I don't really, I don't pay as much attention to the other ones. That's fine. Go Scorpios. November Scorpios specifically. If you're an October Scorpio, (laughs) hit the door. Zodiac signs in three, two, one. Aquarius. Ooh. You say Aries? I said Aries. Oh, okay. Why don't you go first? Okay. Here's the thing. Aries. I know them. I love them. They are. What's what's the Aries date range? March 22nd to April 22nd. Okay. So like that's when the weather's bad. (laughs) Yes. The thing with Aries is that I looked up their weaknesses. Impatient, moody, short-tempered, impulsive, aggressive everything that is the Grinch. 
all Aries on the face of the planet believe deep down, deep down, that they are right about everything. Also, he makes such a show about like, like what a drama queen. I mean, imagine the drama. You're like ostracized and made fun of a little bit. And you're like, hey, 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 I've got a plan. I'm going to steal Chris. I mean, the sheer drama is full of Aries energy. Again, as, I, as, as, as stated, I don't know that much about um, zodiac signs. From what I understand, Aquarius, mm-hmm. Aquarii, it seems like they are pretty uncompromising, pretty mm-hmm. temperamental. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what, what is the date range for Aquarius? It is late January to late February. Uh, it's tough. Those early months of the year. Like, God bless you if you were born then, but woof, yeah. okay. Their strength is being independent. This guy's this guy's up on a mountain all by himself. Yeah, he's got a dog, but like one of the weaknesses also is that it run, they run from emotional expression. Uh-huh. And so while Jim Carrey <laughs> is very expressive, it seems like, you know, like despite the way he, Jim Carrey overacts. Right. He overacts about being emotionally unavailable. Right, right, you know? right. It's you like know, he's too li- much. He's like, oh, woe is me. I have no... Right, nothing. It's, no, it's like nothing a child. A child being like, I'm upset. And so they like fold their arms and go like... <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And so that's kind of where I was like... Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's got some Aquarius energy. Yeah. I don't know if it's, you know, full Aquarius. Maybe his moon's in Aquarius or something. Oh, I see. I don't know. Dan it. doesn't know anything about Zodiacs, but then is like, but his moon might be in Aquarius. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that about wraps it up for us, I think, this week. But before we go, Kara, as we do every episode, it is time for our definitive ranking of this movie. For our listeners out there, we've decided to make our rankings and this podcast around the 12 days of Christmas. So, Kara... Out of 12, how many days of Christmas do you give this? I give this a partridge in a pear tree. I don't like this movie. That is one out of 12. I've never liked this movie. It's not good. And there's already other versions of it that are good. It makes me nauseous. I'm sorry, Ron. Ron, please, please come to my parties. Please. I'm so sorry. I love you so much. But this movie's bad. I struggled with where I'm ranking this. I'm already breaking our mold, episode four, and I'm at like a two and a half out of 12. So this is like two turtle doves and like one and a half French hens. (laughs) How dare you give a hen, half a hen to this film? So the reason- hens deserve better. The reason it was a tough watch, (laughs) if you had asked me before we watched it, I would have probably ranked it like a lot higher. Because I was coming in with I like, will say, I have a tendency of being able to deflate people's mood around a film, but I don't think I I, I tried to No, yeah, we we both kind of went into this like We wanted to like it. We wanted to like this. And movie. like we have committed to watching all of the films that we've watched this far and have been very good about like really like even even Home uh Christmas story. Christmas story. Like yeah. we like really watched it, but like literally thirty minutes into this movie we were both on our phones being like, Oh god, this thing is still on. Yeah, it's it's not great, guys. I don't. I don't plan on wa- rewatching this anytime soon, wow. ever again. Wow, we've ruined Christmas. <laughs> You've ruined Christmas. Maybe I'll watch the new one. Yeah, yeah. It's a new tradition. We'll do that. It'll be great. Perfect. Alrighty, folks. That about wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week as we take a look back at a movie that neither of us have seen yet. We are going to be watching The Nightmare Before Christmas. Spooky, spooky, spooky. It's going to be spooky. It's going to be fun. Oh my gosh, we can't wait. Can't wait to see what this movie has in store for us. But as we say every week, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.